Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really pleased to have with me on the line Farzad Rashidi. Farzad is the lead innovator at Respona, the all-in-one digital PR and link building software that combines personalization with productivity. He also runs marketing at Visme, where he helps the company gain over 11 million users and passes over 2 million visits of monthly organic traffic. And today he's sharing one of his keys for success and telling us all about how informational content can drive more traffic to your website. So I'm really excited about this conversation today. Farzad, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much for the invite. It's a pleasure to be here. So we were talking a little bit on the pre-call on how, you know, your trajectory of how you got to where you are today. So, you know, you've been been working at Visme for a while. You, you know, you've helped them grow to you know, some, some really high numbers and you broke off part of the, uh, you know, the tool that you had to build, you know, out of necessity in order to build Respana. Can you please talk a little bit about how you got your start and how you got to where you are today with this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So just in a nutshell, basically when I joined Visme and for folks who haven't heard of Visme before, uh, it's an all-in-one brand content creation platform. So let's say you got a business got a bunch of people who are working your team, creating any sort of content like documents, presentations and whatnot. You want to keep everything on brand and not everybody obviously is a designer. So basically Visme is a platform that enables you to be able to enable your team to create beautifully looking professional content in a matter of a few seconds. Uh, and when I joined up the company of Visme, it was quite a funny story. I reached out to the founder. The product was still in beta. And, you know, we were we we're basically still in the process of building the product. And, and I fell in love with it instantly. And I reached out to the founder and started uh, basically as, as a marketing person uh, for the first time. They, they were not focused on marketing up until that point. And one of the first issues that we started facing very, I would say, early on was that due to our, I would say, price point, since Visme is not a, you know, a $10,000 a year platform, it's, it's a designed to be quite affordable for businesses of all sizes. It wasn't really justifying the costs to go and hire a bunch of salespeople and, you know, AEs and SCRs. And, and and paid advertising was getting more expensive by the day. So the only scalable way we could we could sort of uh, bring in the, the amount of volume that we needed in terms of incoming customers was through organic traffic and basically positioning ourselves in places where what when our potential customers are looking for a product like ours would naturally come and find us instead of us having to go after them. 
And the process of basically creating pieces of content, and, and then we, we started uh, sort of, you know, listening to the good old generic advice of, hey, yeah, you got to start a blog, you got to start putting together some content pieces. We did just that, it was crickets. And basically, what we figured is, if, is that the content promotion really was, was the key in order to sort of pour gasoline on the fire and increase our organic traffic and start getting more competitive in the Google search results. And that whole basically process of content promotion uh, led us to the creation of Respana, which is sort of an internal software that we built ourselves internally for our marketing team. And it just worked tremendously well for us in terms of cutting down the cost and the time it would take for us to do any sort of promotion tactics. And we were like, all right, guys, this is awesome. Let's go ahead and put this out as a standalone product. Sure, we can help a ton of other companies who are also looking to do content marketing and also are looking to increase our organic traffic. And that's how we ended up with Respana. So that that's sort of the backstory there. You know, what's really interesting about your tool and some of the others that are, you know, in this space is that it has been drilled into our heads as, as digital marketers that content is king, right? And I would say that was true, you know, maybe like five years ago, you know, but there really is a big shift going on because now there are these more nuanced ways in order to get your content. I mean, you know, I think the big elephant in the room is, first of all, you know, YouTube as the second largest uh, search engine, right? And then you have all these different ways that you can consume content. You know, it's not just Apple Podcasts anymore. Now you can get your podcasts on Spotify and, you know, all these other tools. And, you know, you also hit it a little bit on the head where, you know, it, you can't just go and publish a bunch of blogs and expect people to come. There has to be some kind of promotion. There has to be some kind of plan that, uh, you know, that helps drive this whole thing. So when you guys put this together, like, uh, like when you were building this out, what were some of the like uh, key drivers that you were thinking about that would be able to help you innovate specifically in this space? you know, to the exclusion of others that weren't necessarily as good. Yeah, absolutely. And so basically one of the, I would say, here's the thing, content is sort of a puzzle. Uh, you you got to have all the pieces of the puzzle together. So generating good quality content is equally as important as, as your site structure and is equally as important as your promotion tactics. So you got to sort of do everything right. Otherwise, it's just a waste of time and money. So the the first thing we normally, uh, we'll, we'll, again, you have to remember that we didn't just sit down and we we're like, okay, here's a roadmap. Here's what we're going to do. This is something that we learned through trial and error over the over the years, right? And and uh, so don't think that we we're some, some sort of geniuses that came up with all this processes. No, a lot of it's going to be common sense, but stuff that we sort of learned as we as we uh, went went on and and you know experimented with different things to see what works. So one of the first most important things was uh, in the process of, kind of content creation was our site structure. So basically, we have a very clear cut process in terms of how we structure our website. And, and, and that's normally the foundation uh, for, for any of our efforts. And that is, we pick a few parent keywords. So say, for example, Vizme is a content creation platform. So our parent keywords are like presentations and infographics and whatnot. So what, once we, once we and, and any business can come up with those, right? So for Responda, for example, that would be you know, link building or digital PR or podcast outreach, right? 
And basically, once we have a few parent keywords that these are ideal, uh, I mean, I would say golden keywords we want to build our site around, <clears throat> then we go ahead and basically build these sales landing pages that are catered directly for people who are looking for a service like that. So, for example, for presentations, we create a sales page called Presentation Software, right? Now, the problem becomes when you have a sales page that that says presentation software and then when you put it out and there's a, about 6 billion other search results uh, who has that who have that target keyword so how are you going to actually be competitive enough for it to get yourself pushed up to the top 10 results where 99% of the action happens so that's where uh, the topical authority comes in so google would like to basically prioritize search results that are an authoritative figure on that in that space so basically what we had to do was to and the way you can establish yourself as an authoritative figure is to start creating pieces of content around that topic so we went ahead and started basically so for each one of our parent keywords and now we have a sales page we have a well seos that fancy way of calling it is is content silos right we call it just content categories so for example for presentations you create a category on your website and you're right educational pieces of content covering long, longer tail versions of that keyword. So for example, how to make a presentation or how do I deliver a presentation effectively, right? So, and now the process of identifying these keywords and prioritizing them obviously is another <laughs> 30 minutes of conversation. Uh, and I actually have written an ebook about this and if folks are interested in learning more, you can just Google VizMe marketing strategy and then one of the top searches is going to be a PDF that I wrote back in 2019 that has sort of outlined the process from start to finish. But basically, once we have these pieces of content ready, now we reference our landing pages and the content pieces that we're writing. So, for example, if I'm writing about how to make a presentation, we also reference our presentation software landing page in there. But then what? So that that's sort of the, the structure of the website, and that that's normally it's like in the uh, in the agricultural world, they call it like we 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 made the land ready to go to go plant our seeds. So what's going to happen is that you start producing content. Some of it's going to stick, most of it isn't, and it's not people aren't just going to magically show up at your website and start reading your content, right? Unless you're Apple. Uh, so what we what we basically uh, started realizing soon after is the next step of uh, content, which is what content promotion. And that was something that a lot of other businesses skip because it's such a pain in the neck process that nobody really wants to do or talk about. But we, we use that as an opportunity to start standing out from the rest of the world. So basically what we started doing is to dedicate our resources, you know, using the 80-20 rule, right? So 20% of our resources went into content creation, so creating quality pieces of content. And we weren't producing a ton, like maybe one or two a month at the time, right? Now, obviously, we have more resources and we spend, and we, we spend more resources on that. But back in the day, we were just putting one piece of content out or two every month. And then the rest of the month, the 80% of our resources go into content promotion. And that is finding specific places where people that we would reach out to and, and incentivize other folks to reference our article. And uh, virtually over time, what happens is that when, once you once other websites in your space are, are talking about you, linking back to you in eyes of Google and other search, result, uh, search engines, that's a vote to popularity. So that increases what we call your overall domain authority and also helps these particular content pieces to start getting rankings. 
and repeat, <laughs> rinse and repeat. So that that's sort of the the general process, I would say. You know, I like the way you draw you drew all that out. First of all, thank you for you know being so clear and you know really painting the real the big picture here. I think what a lot of people you know sometimes get lost in the weeds or or maybe it's more like overwhelm is trying to figure out what type of content to create, right? Mm -hmm. So we're not just a, this isn't just a blog post on you know the five different ways to you know to rank a keyword. Right. It's got to be something a little bit more impactful. It's got to be, That's right. you know, it's it's got to talk directly to your target market and it's got to be written in a way that it's easy to navigate and that it's, you know, better than all of the other ones out there. Because just, you know, just writing a thousand word blog post, putting up a few screenshots and saying, OK, you know, here's my authority piece. It better be damn good. Right. It better be, you know, really, really informational. And that's really the crux of what we're talking about here. Right. Is that you really need to prioritize creating content that people can use. Right. The content that people can, you know, that not, not just people, I should say, you know, like your prospective customers. Right. Because you want them to come over to your site and you know, understand that you are the authority in this particular space. You want to make sure that they are the ones that, uh, uh, that their company is the one that's going to be publishing this. What would you say is like a really good way for companies to really approach this part? You know, of not just putting out content for the sake of putting out content, but content for being informational, being an authoritative figure and to actually get some traction after it's published. No, that's a really good question, Jeff, because nobody believes that their content is bad. <laughs> if you ask any business owner, like, hey, uh, you need to create quality content. And most of the time they respond with, we are. <laughs> Go to our blog. They're all cool. So the, the process of identifying opportunities for content is, is uh it's quite a scientific process. We sort of get it, got it down to a science. And, and the way we've sort of um, implemented this in a step-by-step -step format is, uh, well, let me, let me actually walk you through it, I think, just to paint you a picture. So say we want to create content for Respana. So one of our biggest uh, keywords or parent keywords is, for example, link building, right? Now, what we do is, as a parent keyword, we use some, some SEO tools like Ahrefs or SEMrush. If you have heard of, I'm sure you've heard of them, Jeff, but if the audience haven't, hasn't heard of them, I, I highly recommend taking a look at that. There are some all, all, also some free alternatives out there. But basically, we identify um, some of the longer tail variations of that keywords. Uh, obviously, link building in, in and out of itself is a very high volume, very highly competitive keyword. But then we understand, OK, what are some of the questions that people are asking or keywords that people are searching for that is relevant to that parent topic? And then these tools normally give you a gazillion <laughs> of, these keyword, of these keywords. For example, how to build backlinks to your website or, or what is link building, right? Now, you got a million of these and normally they give you metrics in terms of, okay, here's how much volume they're getting, here's how competitive they are. And then what we do then is to, is to drop these numbers into a little formula we put together, which I'll call the opportunity keywords or the opportunity score. And, and it's a very simple formula and that is, okay, we ideally want to find keywords that get high volume in terms of number of clicks. So these are keywords that people are actually actively searching for, right? That's normally the first step. <laughs> you don't want to be writing about stuff that nobody's searching for. 
Number two is that it, it not only has to be a high volume keyword, but it also needs to have high commercial intent, right? So you want to prioritize content pieces that are normally at more the bottom of the funnel or content pieces that have some sort of commercial value. And the way we measure that is by the CPC for that keyword, meaning if other advertisers are willing to pay Google for that keyword, it, it, it's very likely that they're actually making money out of it. So uh, me, just it's a signal that that keyword has some commercial value. And the, the third pillar is competitiveness. So normally these SEO tools give you a metric from zero to 100 called keyword difficulty. And, and, and that basically is just basically telling you, okay, how likely is it that if you put out a piece of content, it's going to get rankings because some, some keywords are getting dominated by some of the big guys like, like Apple and Google, right? So they're very hard to rank for. And so, so not only I'm not discouraging folks not to create content if there's one big company ranking for it, but you want to ideally prioritize keywords that have lower competition compared to the rest. Now, the overlap in between these three scores is what we call the opportunity keyword. So you want to just pop it right into this formula that I discussed in the ebook and then sort it. Now, you're going to end up with a list of obviously, you know, 10 to 20 keywords that you're trying to really rank for. Now, these are the ones that you want to prioritize. Then the second step is to understand what's the user intent for these keywords. So the way you can understand user intent is by dropping that keyword in Google, see what are, what's the majority of the posts that come up. And normally, for example, if you go and look up link building software, they're just, you know, landing pages, sales pages of other companies, so meaning that people aren't necessarily looking to do much research on it, they're looking to try out some tools. It's very bottom of the funnel keyword. If you look at what is link building, that's a super top of the funnel keyword. People are looking to just understand what it is. They're not ready to purchase. They're just doing some research. So depending on the user intent for each keyword, you want to create a page on your website that caters to that. It doesn't necessarily even have to be uh, text content. If it's, for example, how to make cookies, it's probably a YouTube video, right? At the top of the search results. Or it could be an ultimate guide, it could be a sales page, it could be a template page, it could be any sort of content, right? So you just want to create a piece of content that your users are looking for. And, and the answer to that and how it would look like is quite clear. The structure, you see a clear trend as you analyze the top 10 search results for that keyword because Google is constantly running A-B tests and they've got it down to a science of, okay, if somebody's looking for these keywords, here's the type of content normally they're, what they're looking for. Okay, now that we have the target keyword and understand exactly what is the user intent, now we, we put together some more information, create a content brief, send it to our content team, and they start doing some research and, and make the best guide or template or whatever that is compared to the other 10 search, uh, the top 10 search results. And, and we have some obviously quality metrics in terms of, okay, obviously we're a design tool. So like on the business side, so there's a lot more design going on, make sure that the templates look good. And the, and the response side, people are more analytical. So like, okay, let's throw some numbers in there, right? Let's do some original research. And once that content piece is out, that's about, I would say, I would 20% of our resources, right? So that that's where the content creation aspect comes in. And most people, once they get to that point, just publish it on their newsletter, post it on social, and call the day. And we use that as an opportunity. You're like, okay, well, 99% don't do this. Now let's go ahead and promote the heck out of this content piece. Make sure now it starts getting ranking at the top of the search results. Now we actually get some traffic in the door. 
you know, so what's interesting about that whole thing is that you just made what uh, what should have been a thousand word blog post about a specific topic, you know, in some people's minds like, oh, my God, that sounds way too complicated. Why am I even doing this? Right. Let's talk a little bit about the net result of what happens when you go through this whole exercise. What actually happens then? Like, how does it actually help your business once you become this intentful with creating informational content as opposed to just, you know, churning out production pieces is, is what I call them, you know, just things, you know, to fill up a page. What is the net result That's of, right. you know, when you, you know, when you create something that is super informational, super useful, gets on a landing page that, you know, that has a distinct call to action and then you can collect the lead. Uh, how does that support the end result, which is bringing in new customers and, uh, you know, bringing in new leads to the business? Absolutely. So, Jeff, the reason why we're doing going through all these hoops is because we are a small company with limited resources. Right. If we had unlimited resources, there is no point in all this. <laughs> you should just turn on as many pieces of content as you can. So the fact is. Smaller companies with more limited resources need to be a lot smarter in terms of how they utilize those resources. And that's why we, we care so much about, OK, what do we need to prioritize that has the highest impact in the lower lowest amount of time? So that, that's number one. Now, just to paint you a picture, just just so uh, we understand why we have to do this in the first place. So as I mentioned, Visme is now getting over two million uh, in, in uh, monthly organic traffic. Now, let me ask you a question, Jeff. If we were to pay AdWords for this amount of traffic and the number of signups that we're getting or through our organic channels, which is around 20 to 25,000 new users every day, we spend very little on paid advertising, no cold outreach. How much do you think we would have to pay AdWords to bring the same level of traffic and signups through paid channels? You would be, fi you would be five figures a month at least. You know, just, uh, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, because that's really what you, you know, and even if you're to utilize, you know, all the different aspects of, you know, how you put together, you know, like Google ads, whether it's just, uh, you know, whether it's uh, retargeted ads or display ads or whatever, you know, so, you know, some of those ads are cheaper than others, but the bottom line is that you're going to pay a King's ransom to bring that kind of traffic to your site. If you didn't have anything else going for it. You know, there's this friend of mine, uh, Rob Curtis, he has this great quote. He says, you know, paid advertising is the tax you pay for being unremarkable, right? And that's basically <laughs> what we're talking about here, right? Is that if you're going, you need to somehow demonstrate just how remarkable you are. And if you're not, well, now you got to pay people to come and see just how unremarkable you are, right? So uh, you're right. It's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a huge number. And if you were to depend purely on, you know, like spending all that money just to, you know, just to get eyes on it, it's probably not even going to be as good quality traffic than if people were actually searching for that kind of informational content that you're delivering, you know, that you're delivering, right? I mean, that's really the crux of what that's we're right. talking about here, right? Yeah. And, you know, what what I meant to say was, wasn't to say... Um, that I'm against paid advertising. I think paid advertising is great for a lot of purposes. Like I love retargeting ads that Facebook has, right? That's a really good way to, now that I have some traffic, now let's let's try to remind them to come back, right? A lot of people normally need 
you know, six to seven touch points before they decide to make a purchase. And, and you know, we do invest in, in some paid advertising. So it's, it, by no means I'm saying don't do paid ads. It's just another channel. But the problem with paid ads is that since they use a bidding system, the cost per acquisition is just going off the roof and it's increasing. It's like doubled or tripled compared to the net line. I think since even last year it's doubled for us at least. So it's, it's becoming increasingly more difficult to justify the ROI. Uh, now, all I'm trying to say is that not, not to do it, but to, to paint you a picture, if you were to rely on AdWords to bring in the same amount of traffic, we estimate uh, it would cost us around $1.4 million a month in AdWords. And you have to also take into account that we're a bootstrap company. <laughs> That is <laughs> so a crazy number. That is a crazy number. I mean, think about it. You know, sp spending a million dollars on anything is, uh, you know, it is rather huge. But at the end of the day, you know, what kind of quality would you be bringing in? Because, like, one of the things I tell people to do, right, is to go to a shopping mall. Go to any regional shopping mall, you know, wherever you are. Stand in the middle and count how many bags, you know, people are walking around with, Right. It, you know, each one of those bags is a conversion. Somebody walked into a store, bought something and walked out with a product, right? But if you're just bringing, you know, a stadium full of people to inundate a shopping mall, but they don't buy anything, right? You know, that because that's exactly what paid ads is, are doing is that they're bringing people in, but it's still your job to convert them to do an action, right? You still need them to give their email address so that you can give them the ebook. You still need them to click on something so that they can like, oh my God, I got to purchase this, right? There's still a lot more work to do. So, you know, like when you look at that, um, uh, when you look at that paid ads number in order to get that kind of traffic, you better be on your A game to deliver something, you know, once they get there, because otherwise it's like a billboard on I-95. You look at it, it's like, oh, that's nice. I'll pass by it again tomorrow. Thank you. Right. And it's like you, but what you really need them to do is to take action, Right. That's right. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's not about it. All I'm trying to say is that very little businesses have the opportunity to spend, unless you're Coca-Cola, right, <laughs> to spend $1.4 million a month in AdWords. It's just not realistic for 99% of businesses I know. So all I'm trying to say is that over the, uh, yes, SEO is a, it's complicated. Uh, it is a lot of work. I'm not trying to under estimate the amount of resources it would take. But what I'm trying to say is that it's supposed to be difficult. It is a competitive advantage. No single business can come tomorrow and just knock Visme out of the market just because we've built a level of authority and traffic over the years is very difficult to reproduce. And, and it is supposed to be a barrier to entry. And that's what we're also replicating in Respana. So Respana itself, we are now, I think we launched our uh, content marketing strategy, January of last year, January 2020. Now it's November 2021, so all, a little less than two years. Now it's bringing about 70,000 monthly organic visitors to our website. That's almost equivalent to about 40, 50K, if I'm actually more, I think it's around 50, 60K worth of AdWords that we're getting every month. Again, you, you have to also consider the ROI you're getting from the, the level of organic traffic. Now our goal is to hit 100, hopefully by the end of the year. So we'll see whatever we get there. But well, these numbers all sound great, but matter of fact is that most businesses don't get to this point. They do invest in some content, a higher SEO agency, they start putting together this stuff in place and it just doesn't work. 
And the missing factor, almost in most cases, is their off-page SEO and their promotion tactics and their link building process. Uh, just because it's in, it's not something that's in directly under your control, right? So you can control the content on your website. You can control creating good content. But getting other people to mention you and reference you, getting other people to do anything for you is always a lot more difficult than what's directly under control. And that's sort of where Responder sort of comes in, is to help you now that you have these pieces of content, the right site structure in place, now let's, some, uh, let, let's go do some promotion and actually uh, you know, pour some gasoline on a fire, the way I would put it. I love it. I love that explanation. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, Farzad, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about Respana and how they can reach out to you directly if they'd like to learn more? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So Respana, our product, uh, you can access at Respana.com. That's R-E-S-P-O-N-A.com. And my name is Farzad Rashidi. And there's not a whole lot of Farzad Rashidis in the world. So if you look me up on LinkedIn, <laughs> you, you're most likely going to find me. Uh, so yeah, that's the best way to contact me. Uh, but here, here's what I would put it, and here's the way I would put it, Jeff. By no means I want this presentation to be uh, directly about okay. If you're not purchasing Responder, you're not going to get any traffic, right? Most businesses, in fact, don't aren't at the level or at the stage that they would need a tool like Responder. What I'm trying to encourage folks is that go start doing some research, start putting together the right site structure, that process normally starts at deleting the junk stuff that you have on your website, right? It's just eating into your crawl budget, simplify your website, get rid of the stuff that's not getting any traffic or have any sort of backlinks, start putting together really quality pieces of content, following the process I talk about in that little free ebook uh, I have, Visme Marketing Strategy. Then once you have some pieces of content out, don't go spend all this money on all these fancy tools. Start doing some promotion yourself directly, manually. Again, none of this is rocket science. It's just contacting on the websites, building a relationship with them. Again, there's a thousand different link building strategies. I've mentioned some of that in the ebook. And, and once you have that process nailed down, then it becomes very difficult to scale, right? And it, once you hit a point that you're like, okay, I can't do this by myself manually. Uh, I need some help. Ask for a sort of responder would be helpful. Is that, okay, now that you got a process down, that's great. Let's 100x that right so sort of puts a lot of that dirty work on autopilot in terms of finding okay what websites do we need to contact who is the right person at these websites that we need to contact what's the direct verified contact information all right let's connect your email send them an email send them a connection request on linkedin a lot of that stuff is sort of automated for you so you can focus more on personalization that's sort of the whole promise of the platform amazing stuff farzad thank you so much for joining me today this has been a lot of fun. I love nerding out on this stuff. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it, it, I, it's great not only to talk shop, but, you know, there's there's so much in this world of how to market yourself that, you know, you and I, I'm sure, can you know, we can talk for hours on this. So thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. 
The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.